1: I am Brian Sullivan, in for Melissa Lee, and this is Fast Money. Tonight's trader lineup, Mr. Steve Grasso, Brian Kelly, Jeff Mills, and Bono and Eisen. Tonight on Fast, the China tech wreck. China-based internet stocks falling hard this week. So if you own these names, what do you do, sell out or load up? We'll get some answers. Stuck in the Suez, another attempt to clear that blocked ship, failing. The economic impact building up faster than the traffic jam of cargo itself. The stocks you need to watch in all of this, some pop big time today. And then your chart of the week, this name, knock, losing nearly half its value just since Monday. But guess what? I just got one of our traders hitting the buy button, seeing value in that name. Can you guess? We'll bring it to you ahead. All of that over the next 28 or so minutes that we've got together before options actions kicked off. Don't worry, we're going to get to it all. Let us begin. Macro. And as you heard, Sarah and Wilf just talk about that frenzied Friday finish. Let's check out the tale of the tape. The S&P 500, sluggish much of the day, doing nothing. Hey, take the day off. Nope. Because then later in the afternoon, buyers came in. Stocks surging right around 3 p.m., all the major averages finishing at their highs of the day. And with that gain, not huge, but a gain, the S&P 500, now nearly 6% this year, not including dividends. So let us jump right in. Brian Kelly, BK, what does this kind of last-hour market move tell you as we head into a weekend? Could it be a, a big-time Monday? I mean, it it may
2: be. What we saw throughout the days, and I know we're going to get to the Chinese internet stocks in, in Uh, later on, but we did see what looked like some sort of liquidation. What was curious, though, is we didn't see, generally when you see something happen like that, You'll see the, the long positions go down and the short positions go up. But we didn't see that. So maybe this last hour is related to that. Maybe this was short covering in the last hour. I, you know, we've got a fair amount of news. It's a short week next week, though. As well, just in the last hour, you had the ship in the Suez start floating a bit. So I think everything kind of conspired right around 3 o'clock to just get this face-ripping rally towards the end of the day.
1: No, don't make too much of that ship, BK. It's got a long way to go. The ever-given, that little guy in the, in, in the backhoe may have got it moving just a bit, but we still got a ways to go. <laughs> Steve Grasso, when you look at this kind of violent market move, by the way, to the upside, probably better than to the downside for the majority of our viewers, what does it tell you?
3: Well, when you look at those handful of stocks that BK alluded to, those uh, the, the Chinese stocks or Chinese-facing stocks, we all came in this morning on Wall Street, and Goldman Sachs was shopping massive pieces of three names around the street. So the market took its lead from uh, 30 million shares of this stock, 50 million shares of this stock, 10 million shares of, of Baidu for sale. So Tencent, Baidu, uh, Vip Shop, all these names. Put a blanket on the market, Brian. It traded that but, okay, way because we trying Steve, to price we're these gonna... pieces. Yeah? We're going to We're get later. To, the China, I know, to the Chinese
1: Internet stocks in, in just a second. You guys, guys are jumping me, the rundown t- here. I know it's a Friday. You want to get out there. Let's just back it up just yeah, a bit. But we'll get to that. The sure. macro market, my friend, the macro S&P, if we care, the NASDAQ, the Dow. What happened? It, was it really that that just gentle move
3: in the ever-given in the Suez well, that well, did this? The BK theory? I I, I apologize. I, I was I apologize. I was getting there. But the point is, is these names actually pushed the stock. Once these names started to rally, the names that were responsible for taking us down, it pulled the rest of the market up tremendously and drastically and dramatically. So when you said what's Monday going to happen, what's going to happen Monday, is going to be a big upside Monday? It could be a margin call Monday, too, Brian. So get to the afternoon on Monday. A lot of people could be tapped on the shoulder and said, hey, Bill, hey, Sue, you got to cover those positions. Those positions are getting called in. So it's sort of a flip of the coin, and it gives something for everyone heading into the weekend.
1: All right, guys, we're going to get back to the market here. As you can see me looking away, because we got some breaking news on the vaccines, actually, one that may help speed up the rollout as well. Let's get right now back to Kayla Tao. She's been breaking news all day, and she has more of the vaccines now.
4: Hey, Brian, I've learned that the White House is studying whether to temporarily suspend patent protections for vaccines and treatments uh, developed to treat COVID-19 in response to specific requests from South Africa and India who have uh, lodged a formal request at the World Trade Organization to get access to these medicines. And so far, the issue has been tabled on a global scale. But now I've learned that it's risen to the highest levels within the Biden administration, according to three sources familiar with the matter. As recently as Monday of this week, a meeting of deputy level policymakers convened to discuss the issue. But I'm told by my sources that no decision was reached, although privately House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, many of the members of her caucus have supported this move behind the scenes that she has sent a private letter to the White House expressing her own support uh, for pursuing such a move. You can imagine there is fierce debate on either side of this discussion. On one hand, pharmaceutical companies say that This would compromise medical innovation uh, in the future. On the other hand, you have many developing nations who say uh, that they would like access to these medicines, and they argue that wealthier nations are essentially hoarding these medicines that they've developed. Uh, In the words of one source who's familiar with some of the support among progressive lawmakers here in the U.S., they say uh, we're not all safe until everyone is safe. Brian, we should note I just got a statement in from the office of the U.S. Trade Representative who will have jurisdiction over this issue and who I believe will make the final decision. And it says that they are uh, using every avenue to coordinate with their global partners. Back to you.
1: Yeah, that could open it up broadly to your point, to more manufacturing, to sharing facilities, to sharing supply chains and distribution and getting us past that two and a half million mark a day where we stand right now. Kayla Tausche, breaking news on that. Interviewing Pete Buttigieg earlier, breaking news on a potential mileage tax. Kayla, we appreciate it both. Thank you very much. All right. Bono and said, just give us a comment. Listen, you're not an epidemiologist. You might be an epidemiologist. I am not. But I've said <laughs> that you know, the only real data that matters right now is health data. Is this a moment? Is this a market moving piece of news for the market or just a good piece of news for the country?
5: I think it's more concentrated. Well, listen, first things first, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? We're all looking at two things, interest rates and COVID development. So, yes, it is It is a data point for sure. I think it's more relevant to the healthcare sector. And I'll say, you know, reading between the lines here, we've got to keep in mind that this is probably one of the more collaborative efforts we've seen in medicine, at least in recent history. And I know I don't have the same... Um, uh, uh, hindsight or, or, or experience that some of the others have in terms of like how long they've been around, but I do read and inform myself. And what I'm saying is, in terms of, as you mentioned, s- supply chains being shared, collaboration in terms of vaccine efficacy, in terms of testing, rollouts, uh, shared um, uh, 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 laboratories, and things of that nature. My point yeah. is, this has been at the forefront of innovation and collaboration. And I think for us now to pare that back and try to part and parcel, and I understand the need for intellectual IP definitely needs to be there. We're talking about a global pandemic. I think the precedent that has been set in terms of collaboration needs to continue both intra-country and inter-state and intra-country as it pertains to developed and developing nations. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, listen, I hear you, Bonwin. It, don't be all like, I'm so young. I wasn't born the last pandemic, 1968, the last airbase pen pandemic. I wasn't around. I'm not speaking for Grasso or BK on that one. But, hey, Jeff, yeah, Mills, that's a nice vaccine rollout. That's a listen, nice I know way a lot to of saying he's on with some old guys. Vaccines. Yeah. I, it's, well, you're probably a baby. It's fine. I know, Jeff, there's a lot of passion around the vaccines, not going into the vaccines and whatever. We're talking about reducing hospitalizations and fatalities and getting... The majority of the economy, the, the ones that are still closed, by the way, because half of America is kind of running wide open already, the ones that are still closed, back open. Does this matter for stocks?
6: I think it does because I think it can have an effect more broadly on things that we care about, like the dollar and interest rates. You know, for example, You've had international economies generally developing and developed sort of lagging on the growth front there was less stimulus and the vaccine rollouts look been a little bit slower and i think partially that's to blame for the strength that we've seen in the dollar lately typically the dollar is a counter cyclical currency Global growth picks up, the U.S. lags because international economies are more cyclical, so you have the dollar pressured. What's going on right now is the exact opposite. So if you can start to see the vaccine rollout pick up steam, both in Europe and Japan and then developing nations as well, I think that could have an impact on the dollar, and then obviously that trickles through to a lot of other areas of the economy. But just yeah. on today, very quickly, you know, it reminds me of one thing, and it reminds me that this market is very broad. I think it feels bad when the market's down 2 or 3%, and you see these pockets that have been hit really hard. But ultimately, I think this is a market where tech can go higher, cyclicals can go higher. Yes, I think cyclicals lead the way, but this is a very broad market. We haven't seen cracks in credit. Industrials are making new relative highs, not necessarily a backdrop for a broad market top.
1: Yeah, just by the way, to that point, getting a note here from Dubrovko-Lakos-Buhas, who we all know very well, saying the market is no longer stacked against growth from a risk-reward perspective. Most of the damage has been done. So a positive note from JPM just crossing after the market closed kind of goes to your point, Jeff. Okay, let's turn a bit now to one of the big pain points for the market this week, and that is the China-based internet stocks, many of them getting absolutely squashed. The KWEB China Internet ETF down 12% since Monday and 15% in just one month. So what exactly is driving the sell-off? Well, it has a lot to do with the SEC, potential new rules. Bob Pisani knows more about this than anybody. He's been digging and he joins us now, Bob. What exactly is the SEC either going to force or propose that did that kind of damage
7: to those companies and their shareholders? Yeah, it's one of several problems that China stocks have had this week, Brian. So there's a new SEC rule requiring foreign companies to submit uh, their documentation about government influence, in, it's causing a lot of headaches for these Chinese investors. U.S.-listed companies have repeatedly run afoul of efforts by U.S. regulators to monitor the audits of U.S. companies. This week, the SEC began the process of implementing a new law that will require companies to submit documents to establish that they are not owned or controlled by a government entity. Chinese companies will also have to name each board member who is a Chinese Communist party official. If the companies fail to comply after three years, U.S. regulators could delist the companies. In the past couple of days, there has been huge block trades going off in many China names, including Tencent Music, Vip Shop, Baidu, and GSX. There's some speculation that this is Forced liquidation by some fund that someone is saying, get me out of these and other stocks. Chinese regulators have also been putting pressure on China tech giants. In November, Chinese regulators stunned investors by nixing Ant Group's IPO at the last minute. Since then, Chinese officials have repeatedly expressed concerns about inflated stock prices and excessive leverage in the system. And add to that backlash against Nike and Adidas this week on Chinese social media. It's a very complicated stew affecting China stocks. The big issue is whether Chinese companies will open their books to U.S. regulators in the future. China regulators have resisted turning over data largely because of sensitivity around those state-owned enterprises, the banks, the energy, the industrial companies. They don't want to open up those books to the US government agencies because then the government agencies would know what subsidies these companies are getting from the Chinese government. Brian, I saw more than 300 million shares of 10 cent music trade today just in the regular hours. It normally trades 17 million. Somebody's definitely liquidating shares of some Chinese companies as well as some other companies. I saw huge amounts of trades in Viacom uh, as well. Somebody's getting out of a position here. Brian, all right,
3: that's it. Bob Pisani. Bob. By the way, I loved your cheesesteak piece on the yeah. news of Shepard Smith the other day. BK, do
1: we have any <laughs> idea who's shopping these big blocks? Maybe Grasso can chime in? No. Yeah, no. Listen, we, I,
2: I don't have any insight on that except to say that the size of the blocks were a lot larger than the 13F uh, reporting out there. So it is either a group. Uh, together, uh, getting out, or somebody that hasn 't filed a 13 F yet, but it's very, very curious. The one thing I would say is I do not think that today 's selling was related to the fact that three years from now you might they might get delisted. nobody's yeah. crushing stocks like they did today uh, if it 's a three year type of process
3: Steve. Yeah, it, it, was, it was speculated that it was one of two funds. I'm not going to say it. It wouldn't be prudent for me to say the funds. But there's definitely some forensic being done on Wall Street to see which fund, to Brian's point, which fund could actually have the ammo for these. So it's uh, definitely circulating two funds that are at the top of the pile for who it could be for the for seller.
1: All right, guys, thank you. All right, coming up, we are trading the all-time high club. Should you fade these record runs or the games just getting started? Buy high, sell higher. Our traders are weighing next. Plus, it is Friday night, and all you loyal Fast Money fans out there know that means we have got a chart of the week for you. So stick around to discover what name we're watching. Discover the name we're watching. There's your chart of the week. Any guesses?
0: make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. All right,
1: welcome back to Fast Money. Good Friday, everybody. Well, a bunch of names entering the all-time high club today. Names like O'Reilly Automotive, DR Horton, Home Depot, Waste Management, and that is just a few. There's some others if you can read them. So, are these gains and some of these names just getting started or is it time to take your profits and run? And go put the money somewhere else. We thought it would be a perfect time to play a little game of...
0: Trade it
5: or fade it.
1: Look at, look at the glowing enthusiasm from our traders. That was, that was beautiful. That's like when Oliver became the ninth Brady in the final season of the show. All right, that's it. We're playing Trade It or Fade It, High Flyers Edition. Let's kick things off with Dr. Horton, up 30% alone. This year, BK traded or faded.
2: <laughs> Sully, I am amped, amped to talk about this name. So let me, let me go. Let me go right into it. I'm going to let the viewers at home know I am trading it, which means I'm buying it. The game's very confusing, but I'm buying it. Here's why: we're all looking in this market for companies that have pricing power. If inflation comes down the pipe, which it looks like it is, who has pricing power? Well, there aren't as many homes for sale as there used to be, so therefore supply is reduced, and now D.R. Horton has the ability to raise prices. At some point in the future, it becomes a problem, but that's not today's problem, and that's what the market's pricing in. I think this breakout is just getting started.
1: Bono, and do you agree?
5: Well, I agree with a lot of what he said, but I came to a, the exact opposite conclusion, so I'm fading this. So I hear you about the pricing power, but what's informing me and what i see a lot of other traders being informed of is valuation and what i see in dr horton is a slight premium in terms of price earnings both on a forward and shelling basis so in terms of being able to pass along um, prices in terms of return metrics and everything else on the balance sheet there's not a lot to be part and parcel between yeah. dhi pulte homes and a lot of the others so for me it's just a matter of i'd rather rotate into something uh, reduce my risk a little bit by buying something with a lower valuation that has the same type of upside. So I'm going to fade it for that reason.
1: All right, there you go. You just made a market, you two. All right, staying with a housing-related play. Home Depot, staying hot, up 13% so far this year. I mean, Steve Grasso, traded or faded, how much more does HD have in the tank?
3: Well, first of all, I'm going to trade it, but let me just get out there and say why I like these names. First, when you're looking at a stock that's made an all time high, the odds are it's going to go higher because it, it breaks out of some sort of trend, some sort of pattern, and then the rest of Wall Street, the analyst community, are chasing it. So they wind up pushing things higher with price targets. Home Depot has a couple of different, more difficult comps moving forward, but people are staying home more. That's going to be a trend, Brian. About 15% of the workforce is going to remain at home. You look around your house, everything needs to be fixed. You're going to stay on that trend. Home Depot is to trade it, buy it.
1: Trade it, buy it. Everything needs to be fixed around the house. That's exactly what my wife says. Uh, Jeff Mills, what do you think? Trade it or fade it on Home Depot?
6: So listen, this is sort of a half-hearted fade slash self-would-you-rather. I'm glad Melissa's not here because I'm not playing the game right. But I would rather... (laughs) Lowe's when looking at Lowe's or Home Depot, you know, to Steve's point, you look at restoration hardware, look at Williams-Sonoma. I mean, they are telling you that people are still spending money on their homes. I just think Lowe's has more upside. I think that they have more in the way of operational improvements to make. And I like the valuation spread when comparing Lowe's versus Home Depot. Lowe's at 19 times forward, Home Depot at 24 times forward. Um, They're both breaking out. I both think they have upside momentum. I think the chart looks a little bit more convincing for Lowe's. So fading Home Depot. All right. We just made a market in both. And, Steve, I preferred it when I didn't know all
1: the things that were wrong because I cannot. I can't even change a light bulb without falling off the ladder. All right, next up o'reilly automotive shares they're up you don't almost 12 percent this year that's a great point sir it, uh, not- you win the contest show's over anyway bonwin <laughs> do you trade it or do you fade it on o'reilly
5: o'reilly i'm fitting this one as well in similar logic as i expressed with dhi right when i look at o'reilly versus autozone for example right o'reilly is trading about four or five turns more expensive You look at the balance sheet, and you look at margins, you look at growth, like all of these things are very similar. So again, I think this is really what's informing traders right now. I'm going to go ahead and roll down the risk curve, get a similar company, pay a little bit less for it.
1: There you go. All right, Bonwin, fading. O'Reilly Automotive, Steve Grasso wins 14-2 to against everybody else. Guys, thank you very much. All right, coming up, it is your chart of the week. Why one of those four gentlemen is buying that name on that weakness the name there's the chart it's next naked and afraid we're back after this all right welcome back it is time to reveal your chart of the week that stock just handed in its worst week ever falling 46 percent since monday some of you got it it's discovery bk you bought a bit of it today why yeah, I took, a, I took a little nibble at it. So, listen, this is not saying there's value
2: here. I'm not saying that I have any insight on the company. The only insight I have is that last Friday, this stock was trading near $75, almost, you know, it's, and it's been cut in half. Did the prospects of the company and their business change by 50% over the last week? I don't think so, so I'm taking a shot at it over the weekend.
1: All right, Fireplace Kelly, thank you very much. Time now for our final trade. Let us go around the horn, starting with you, Steve Grasso.
3: O-L-N, buy.
1: Jeff Mills, general. S&P Global, it's going higher. Bonwin,
5: DocuSign, what's that $200 level? BK.
2: I like my stocks a little on the trashy side. WM, waste management, you buy it. (laughs) Guys, great stuff.